We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's up, CMOS girlies? Happy Tuesday. It's Kate and Emma. We are finally potting again. It's been a hot second since we did a full pre-recording for everything. So yeah, Kate and I were like, oh, wow, we haven't like spoken to each other since like July 4th via Zoom, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I hope the everyone microphone. is surviving the heat wave. I know that I'm like at my wits end with it, but what can we do? We need to stop fucking starting the podcast with us being like, it's hot. I tagged Emma in this thing on Twitter. And no, everyone- but this is like, this is like new extreme heat. I, the other times I was like, okay, I was just being like a pussy. Like it's 80 degrees. That's what it should be. But when it's like 97 degrees consistently, yeah anyways there's a there's an image from portlandia and the feminist bookstore sketch 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 if any of you watch that show and tony and whatever the hell the other one's name is are like tony it's so hot outside and they're like yeah it's the heat and i'm like that's me and emma in the fucking intros but it is hot i know that literally probably 0.01 percent of you guys live in new york so stay hydrated get those electrolytes kind of getting into one of our points my mom keeps thinking that i have like calcium not calcium stones what am I kidney stones or something like I, I feel like cal- you would know you would know if you had kidney stones well remember when I was sent to the ER for mysterious stomach pain like I think it could have been something with like electrolyte imbalance because that like leads to upset stomach and like rocks in your stomach and now I have the feeling of like rocks in my calves I thought I had shin splints I stopped running and now I just have calves that feel like there are tennis balls like gonna come out of them. So that's my body, my broken body update for me. Yeah. Um, I've just been doing my Pilates because all I all I want to do these days. Yeah, I'm also in my broken body era too. I'm dealing with some sort of inner groin strain as well that I think I got from doing Pilates. So I've been not going to that because I know like when you do have a strain, you should like pretty much avoid any type of stretching. So that's just gonna basically like tear the muscle fiber even more so I've been doing a lot of mobility work a lot of just like really like light body weight strengthening just to kind of repair it so lots of swimming without any kicking 
Um, and I've just been a girly in the gym lifting weights. Cause I'm like, that's all I can do. And I think it's like been good for me to kind of just take it easy and give my body some rest, but yeah, muscle, muscle strains are never fun. I also like, it's annoying because I had a calf one and then that one recovered. And now I have this one and I'm like, which one's next? My poor, my poor left leg. Right. And that gets into one of my points. So since July 4th, I have taken the bite and I've got my biz credit card and Kate has gone buck wild and has made some purchases. If you follow me on TikTok or even like Instagram, you've probably already seen this, but I bought a whoop and I bought a Garmin watch. So we did an episode actually about fitness trackers. So you can go back down the rabbit hole and listen to that episode if you want to hear about the science of them and the differentiation between them. How I came to make that decision, I got a lot of questions about it. Um, one, everyone I know that's a runner that tracks the running uses a Garmin. It's pretty much the most accredited brand for runners. It's a lot of different models on their website. The Forerunner 255 is what I got. There's some that are more like techie with music. You can upload them to the cloud. I always run with my phone, so I didn't really need that. And I landed on that one. And then I also got the Whoop because as Emma and I have said in previous episodes and a lot in that fitness tracker episode, sleep is really hard to track unless you do have data to your heart rate and all of that stuff. Um, And so it gives you data on your REM. It gives you recovery updates, which is something that I have cared a lot about in relationship to like movement recently, because I've, I've kind of hit not a plateau, I'll say, but like a base point of my fitness. And I want to know like, am I recovering from this? Like, do I need to, if I run farther, like how do I need to compensate to make sure that I'm recovering? Right. Like I want to get better in terms of physical fitness. I will be running a marathon next year. And so I want to make sure that as I'm increasing intensity or maybe increasing mileage, which I haven't done in the past, I want to make sure I'm doing it safely. And that's why I think having data at this point of my fitness journey, my jock era is really helpful. I really like the Garmin because it tracks your heart rate. A lot in that episode, we talked about heart rate variability and how that's really critical. Maybe that was in the exercise episode. I think I blabbed about that for like 10 years, but if you're a runner and you are stressing yourself like beyond your aerobic heart rate, you're not going to be able to get any like cardiovascular benefits. And so it's really cool to run with data and kind of be knowledgeable on it, but also realizing that like, you're not a robot and there's so many more factors that come into play than just like your heart rate and like whatever your whoop said your recovery time was, but it feels good. I think um, I was doing a reflection of just kind of like how I spend my life and stuff like that. And it makes sense for me, at least, because a lot of people are like, Kate, that's so expensive for you to buy that stuff. And it very much is. But these are like lifelong purchases. And I invest so much into my health and fitness and wellness that I want to like, I don't have a car. Like, for example, if I were to buy like a fucking super expensive car, I don't even know with cars, how expensive they are. It's like the quote of like, how much does a banana cost? Like, is a car $5,000? Is it 50,000? Like, I have no idea. But for me, I know that I'm going to wear the watch and the group every single day. And like, it makes sense for my life. So don't come at me. Like, that's also like, grow up, like, not you, but like people who were like coming at you. I'm like, I also think a lot of people don't really probably realize like how serious you and I are when it comes to our personal physical activity. And like, I would say we're probably like a little bit more elevated than just like the, or above average when it comes to like how we approach fitness. And I know like, yeah, you want to do a marathon. I'm like highly considering a triathlon at some point in my life or joining the master's swim team or like a local club, just because I want to kind of like, yeah, be back in that whole like jock environment. And, um, you know, people want to track their exercise in different ways. And, you know, some people spend $500 on different workout classes yeah or like 
or a vacation or like you go to some brewery and you do like a beer tasting or a want like I don't do those type of things but I do like really want to know this data about my running and or, I also wait, have it's also or it's like people buy like designer handbags it's the same fucking thing also too it's like I have gone for so long without that data and I have craved it it's not like I just decided to run yesterday because I think there's a lot of people like when they first start doing something that are like rich people this happened a lot when I would coach volleyball my mom would have like young players come in that were maybe in sixth grade like maybe 12 to a summer camp just to try out the sport there would be a kid decked head to toe in new expensive volleyball gear and the kid literally did not give a fuck that they were at the camp right I'm buying these things I've been running for three years I have been exercising since I've been 12 like I have clearly made the choice that I do want to invest in this it's not like a willy-nilly that I'm going to go throw this watch in the river tomorrow. So um, yeah, that's my fitness tracker update, but I really enjoy it. Um, I know a lot of CMOS girlies have different ones. Someone asked me to start like a whoop group, or maybe it was like the the Garmin group for CMOS girlies. I don't really have the mental capacity to do anything else just because I'm very busy. But if anyone wants to start one, um, feel free to do that. That sounds like a fun, a whoop group, a <laughs> fun time. Oh, I like whoop group. That's a fun, a fun word, a fun phrase. Yeah, I don't have any, but I probably will purchase something similar at some point in my life. Just because again, I think having that data can help you at versus like shooting in the dark. Um, I guess a few other fun, random things that we can chat about. I love running into CMOS girlies. I don't run into that many people very often because I don't have as much of a social media presence. So I don't think people like recognize me in the streets that much. And I'm also not out and about, um, really, but I've been running into people a lot more recently and it's so wholesome, especially when it's like, you don't personally know them. It's like, oh, wow, you just like recognize me because of my tattoo or because of my voice. And yeah, it's just cute to know that there's, you know, a collective group of people out there that you can like personally identify with. Um, I also want to say for people who are maybe curious about supple, things are still in the works. Um, I, I don't really think we get that many DMs about it, but I hope you guys are still excited for the potential supple launch, whether that's in two years, five years, 10 years. But yes, Kate and I are still grinding away with pitch deck, talking to people, and it's definitely a process. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of stuff. It's also kind of like, why would we share that? Like we talked to another investor and they said they didn't want to invest. I mean, we are like full transparency. If you want to like ask anything, we can like tell you, but it's also cute and like really wholesome. And I think just like brings me back to the point of like, even if it's not working exactly how we thought it would, would work out now, we get a lot of DMs of people that are like, Hey, like, I'd love to like do graphic design for you one day. And I like always respond and I'm like, Hey, we don't have any budget. I will not be hiring anyone unpaid. Like Emma and I have both worked at unpaying interns and I don't believe in bringing that on as like a labor practice, but it just feels cool to know that like, we will be able to hire some people one day. Like that would be huge. If like we could hire people that have like listened to the podcast and like the meme page and give you employ y'all employ you guys. Um, that would be so cute. Yes, I think it's it's the future that excites me. Um, I had another point that I was going to bring up, but I don't feel like speaking about it. I'm going to talk about it in a different podcast episode recording intro, okay, but okay. I missed that point. And so what else do we have to talk about? Um, any food you're eating that's fun? I forgot I had dill pickle mustard. I ate that the other day. I was really into those Haven Kitchen sauces. Mm-hmm and adding those to salads I'm back in my salmon shit like I'm acting like a true like I'm a white woman you know I'm eating salmon like it just feels like what I should be doing with my life you know yeah okay well I'm back on salmon too because I think there's another mackerel shortage there is a mackerel shortage that's my bigger point there is another mackerel shortage you know what okay you know what I've been buying it's kind of expensive the wild planet 
in like the tin fish section, they have a, cause I really only like mackerel for yeah, the most same. part when it comes to tin fish, but they also have a wild sockeye salmon in a tin. I actually don't mind it. It's not the one that comes in a bag. I hate the, oh, I hate the bags. Bag. Yes. But the other one is like pretty good. It's kind of expensive, but there's like two servings. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of justify the cost of like, whatever it is. I think like seven or $8. Um, but yeah, I'm back on the salmon because there's no mackerel to be found. And oh, I'm back on my eggs, bitch. I had 24 eggs at one point. Can eggs go bad? I still don't really know that. Whatever. I thought you meant you like ate 24 eggs and like one said, and I was like, hey, that is absolutely. No, bad. I'm not. I'm not a man into keto but yeah because emma and i um if you guys know farmed people i've done ads with them you guys probably know if you live in new york they're a local food produce box delivery service type thing they opened a restaurant in bushwick they ship their orders there during the daytime and then it's like a bar and restaurant only open on the weekends and their social coordinator invited coordinator invited emma and i for a meal we got burgers it was really great it was like a long time not a long time ago but like a few weeks ago a week ago maybe no, it was a week ago and um when i was talking to rachel after she gave us like a little tour of everything she was like oh do you want to try these like eggs these local eggs these rainbow eggs <laughs> and this is this is a story i didn't plan to talk about this in the intro but it's kind of funny um emma was going on a date and i was going home after the bushwick moment and i city biked there and i was thinking of city biking back we also got dinner at 5 30 so we were done. It was like seven. I was like, bye, Emma, have fun on your date. Like I have hours to kill here. So I had these eggs and I had like a small purse, so I couldn't fit the eggs in the bag and I could have rejected the eggs, but I like wanted to try them, whatever you live once. So I was like, what the fuck do I do with like my eggs? I can't put them in my city bag basket. They're just going to crash. So I walked through Bushwick, just holding a carton of fucking rainbow eggs just walking walking home walk the entire bridge home and then I just like fell asleep I was like why did I fucking do that yeah well um, you were doing that I was killing time sitting in Maria Haranda's park um yeah. listening to a podcast on hair thinning waiting for my date and I felt so out of place the entire yeah. time but you know it's good to expose yourself to new environments you know yeah well I had my eggs and then I made a few pit stops like one time I stopped to get a diet coke then I just went to a grocery store because I wanted to buy gum and then I was like I'm gonna buy ice cream like I had to make pit stops for this like trek I feel like I see girls do the what movie is it from or tv show is it from girls where people walk the entire distance of Manhattan like you start at 100 that's an actual thing like that's an activity like it has a name for it yeah I don't know what the name it is but I think they did it in a tv show as well because I see it all over tiktok and I feel like my walk was three miles it wasn't intense or anything in that relation but it was like good to have little little pit stops I wouldn't really recommend just having eggs and walking with them it's kind of an awkward walk yeah I believe that but anywho um yeah so today we have another fun interview with Maddie who was the co-founder she's also the creative director of Ouroboro which is a fun little kind of elevated sparkling beverage brand they have a lot of unique flavors like peppermint um cactus rose I'm trying to like name their flavors I don't really remember them off of my head they have really great branding um Maddie's a very sweet person so we just kind of chat all things sparkling water um fun little you know food and snack tips and tricks and yeah I think you guys will really enjoy the episode that we have with her yeah Let's get into the app. Thanks for listening to Moss Girlies. And coming to you now is the interview. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, CMOS girlies. We have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that? They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSGRILLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics, and let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. It's a bright and early, it's a Saturday morning, and we are here with Maddie. We're going to talk all things water, and we're going to talk all things Ourobora. Um, thank you so much for hop- hopping on the show with us. We are so excited to have you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Um, if you could, the first question I think we have for you, as always, is if you could give an intro of yourself to our audience. For sure. Okay. I'm Maddie. I'm the co-founder and creative director at Ourobora Sparkling Water Company. They're made from herbs, fruits, and flowers. I live out in San Francisco with my husband and co-founder, Paul. 
Lovely. And do you want to maybe speak on like how you got yourself into starting like Ourobora? Because I think like obviously starting a sparkling water company, there's got to be some sort of like inspiration behind you kind of jumping into that that space. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay, so 2019, just pre-pandemic, Paul and I were living out in Denver, and it was during that time when sparkling water was just popping off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like people were dressing as LaCroix for Halloween. Like, yeah. how did they do that? I don't know. Um, but Paul and I both were in jobs where the fridges were stocked with sparkling waters. We were drinking a bunch every day. And at the same time, our pantry was usually like more specialty items. Like we're buying Justin's peanut butter instead of the more conventional. And we started going down this road of like, why isn't there a sparkling water version, a sparkling water, like that's craft and well-branded with better ingredients. Cause it feels like every other commodity has that like ice cream is another good example. Like Jenny's ice cream, they have like lavender flavors and like wild ingredients. And that was kind of new at the time, but it just didn't exist for sparkling water. So Mm. that was sort of the first seed planted is we were like, something is missing because yeah, these sparkling waters are refreshing and hydrating, but nobody like, I don't love them. Yeah. They're okay. Most Um, people can agree to that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so at the same time, funny enough, I don't give my mom enough credit for this, but she was on an essential oils kick and she was mailing them to me Mm -hmm. just like, Hey, you should, they smell great. Like you should try them. You can diffuse them. And Paul and I just, um, don't recommend this. First of all, don't do this, but we start (laughs) putting them into our soda stream and like making weird concoctions. So it would be like a um, cardamom birch with like crushed strawberries. <laughs> and we're just trying it. And most of them tasted like garbage trash. But after a few weeks, we like make our friends sample them when they came over and people were like, well, actually, that's like, really good interesting so that, was, that was like the very start was just being like okay we feel like this can be done better we feel like they could have really wild cool flavors and no one's doing it and our friends kind of like these and eventually we were just like let's let's do it interesting wow who would have thought like a full science experiment don't try this at home <laughs> eventually works out that's awesome um, and so then when you guys were kind of, you know, going about coming up with flavors, what was that process? Like, I'm really curious about flavor development, like how it was when you first started and how you guys think about that now. Yeah. So early on, we were just honestly going off of what do we enjoy? What are our friends enjoy? And what would we want to see in a beverage that maybe hasn't been seen before? Our premise yeah. is sort of like, we want to be adventurous, but not go so far that people feel excluded or intimidated. And so I'm sure actually you experienced this with your CMOS girlies who are actually tend to be a lot more educated in the wellness space, but like, we weren't prepared to be like, this is ashwagandha sparkling water because mm. a majority of the world doesn't really know what that is. Well, so we started with things that were like peculiar and approachable. So peppermint, Yep. We all like pesto, um, lavender, things that people knew were familiar with, but maybe hadn't tried in a drink. Mm-hmm. And then we liked the catchphrase made with herbs, fruits, and flowers. So we were like, all right, let's pick duos that are two of the three of those things. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with five starting flavors. Let me make sure I can rattle them off off the top of my head. We yeah. had a 
cactus rose made with prickly pear, a peppermint watermelon, a basil berry, a lemongrass coconut, my favorite flavor, and lavender cucumber. Um, and those have all stuck around. Now it's been two plus years. But as we develop new flavors, same, same, same idea. It's okay. Can we introduce something? We, we've had a chai cranberry. People, yeah. people have been drinking chai a long time now. Um, things people are familiar with, but are, are not like totally sure they've tried in a drink. Love that. And I got yeah, the Meyer ginger lemon one, I think is my favorite. I'm curious also like how you guys came up with a, the name, but also the branding. So I think it's like really unique and special and it does feel, yeah, a little bit more elevated than like, you know, your typical like LaCroix or like your polar Springs sparkling water. So like, could you maybe speak, like, have you, were you like in marketing like beforehand or yeah. What was like the inspiration behind just the entire branding of Aura Bora? Yeah. So I was in marketing beforehand. I I have a creative writing major and then went right into copywriting. So I ended up helping a couple of brands out in Colorado with packaging, branding, got into graphic design and then um, copywriting. But the naming process was really funny. Paul and I had a note shared between our phones where throughout the day we would just put things in there and it ended up being so long. And we really liked, we really liked the word aura because it sort of like hints at the fact that there's a, a subtlety to the flavor. Um, and it also has some hippie common connotations, which is what we were going for. Like these ingredients are maybe stereotypically a bit hippier. Um, and then I had read this marketing book about rhyming and the importance of like how we remember things and how they get locked into our brains adequately. And a big one is like alliteration and rhymes. So Coca-Cola, that works. Mm -hmm. Topo Chico. Um, they have like these like sort of phonetic things that help you remember them. Um, so we were trying to trademark just aura and it was proving so difficult because trademarking is really tough, especially with single word things. And then we were like, wait, what if we could rhyme it? Mm. Aura Bora was tossed out there. It kind of sounds like an, like Bora Bora. It kind of sounds like Aurora Borealis. It has these earthy mm. connotations and it got that like four letter, four letter, rhymey um, thing. So we were like, let's do it. So that's the naming. Um, the branding. So we were in the middle of a big craft beer movement in Denver. It was just like growing and exploding. And if you've, you know, been in natural food stores where they're selling a bunch of craft beer, the packaging's really wild in a way that most other beverages just aren't doing or weren't at the time. And so that was our biggest inspiration was like, let's make these so surreal, transportive, take you into a different world where strawberries are gigantic and there are like little critter mascots. Mm -hmm. We talked about how like growing up in the nineties, mascots were like everything on mm -hmm. boxes and commercials. Um, so we wanted to bring it back. So that was like the biggest idea was, okay, we want this to be so delightful, so playful and so extra and stand out on shelf. And right now sparkling beverages aren't really doing these things. They don't have mascots. They don't have um, whole universes on their cans or, or little haikus. Like how do we make this feel special? Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like the, I mean, I always talk about like the beverage space just because I think now since like when you guys have founded, 
there's so many products there's so many like things and it's hard to kind of like find branding that you either like and then you also like the product and I think you guys have developed both in like a super unique angle which stands out to me on the shelf um just switch gears into a broader wellness culture at large what has been your sort of experience with like the wellness industry I feel like functional beverages and beverages are like a sector of it so like things that you love about it, things that you hate about it. It can be also like your personal experience as a consumer or from more of a business angle too. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll do both. I would say if I'm starting with the things I love, one big one I think is just like generally people having an awareness about their bodies. Yeah. I think I think just generally being in touch with your bodies, like understanding where your pain is, understanding like what what's not working, what food makes you feel icky. Like there was a time I think when that just wasn't really happening and people were, um, didn't, weren't super educated about it. And Mm -hmm. I know we like to talk about the downsides of the internet, but one amazing thing about it is that word of mouth is now like serious word of mouth. Like if you know something that's really been helpful for you, you can share it and a million gazillion people can see it. So Mm -hmm. I think I really like that. Um, it's been super fun to see the innovation happening in food and beverage. I remember my mom and my um, older sibling growing up were both lactose intolerant before it was like a, <laughs> before it was like, a thing. Um, and all you could get was like the soy milk that was not refrigerated. Um, it wasn't particularly good. And yeah. the innovation that's happened now is like, it's gotten a lot easier to, to be someone who's more selective about what they eat. Totally. So that's huge. I love that. Um, and then going to food and beverage specifically with our business, um, functionality is super interesting. So when Paul and I started Orbora, we knew like there's a big reason to go functional and it, you can charge more. And it's, I mean, in an ideal world, it's helping people. Right. Um, and at the same time, there are so many foods and beverages claiming functionality that are so far from functional. Yeah. And, it's so convenient. It makes it so that you have these really powerful, like potent value props where you could be like, you know, we are going to Im- impact your gut health. Right. And to me, I mean, that works on me. I see that and I'm like, okay, great. I'm bringing Ooh. you home and I will pay $3 premium for it. Yeah. Um, but we went down this road of trying to understand what a small amount of herbal, real herbal extract can do for people. Um, mm. We drink peppermint tea for soothing or for cramps. We, we drink chamomile because it helps us sleep, but is it actually going to help people in our drinks? And we just got to the point where we're like, we one Paul has, it comes from an entire family of lawyers. And we were like, we feel like we can't in good conscience claim function when there's such a small amount of these things in our drinks. Yeah. I respect that so much because Emma and I always talk about how like a brand will just put in a a little bit of dust in it and then like claim that it's going to cure your cancer and all your ailments. And it's such bullshit. And it, it, it sucks because if one brand does it, then I feel like every other brand is like, oh, we have the green light to also kind of play this placebo marketing game. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think what people need, what it needs to come down to is both consumers and people creating things need to be okay with some things not having function. That's right. Like, as I think it's, it's great to acknowledge when things have a negative impact on your health, but mm-hmm. at least when it comes to Ourobora, we've just come to a place where we're like, people love it. It brings them joy. It makes them feel good. It helps them hydrate. 
but we're not going to go beyond that. And if people, other people do, and they're adding things to it and they're making mixed drinks and they're amazing. Um, so yeah, I would say the downside of wellness culture is that brands get really opportunistic. It's like the equivalent of greenwashing. I don't know if there's a word yeah. for that mm-hmm. in the wellness space, but it's like, yeah, not awesome. Um, and then on a personal note, I cannot believe the like return of Tumblr era thinspo and like general uh really unhealthy wellness talk yes. on TikTok especially <laughs> but it's so sad to watch of course it's going to happen like I grew up in Tumblr era of course there's always going to be something like that but it just makes me so sad when I see it I just know how young and like impressionable people are watching it same um, yeah. 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 Kate and I have those conversations a lot just because it's like so prevalent on TikTok now. And I think especially with like, you know, the rise of like early 2000s again and everything like that whole trend that, yeah, it makes us nervous. But I definitely appreciate, I think going back to like how you're speaking on like Ourobor and how you guys like don't really just like claim of being like a functional beverage. I definitely appreciate that you guys are just like, yeah, this is like a good tasting beverage and like it has peppermint, but like it's not necessarily going to cure anything. Um, I think that's like a really like refreshing angle because I think a lot of us do have fatigue of just like getting like fucked over by a lot of brands. Um, okay. I'm curious because um, I'm sure, you know, you have been, I'm sure utilizing like essential oils from your mom and everything. Are there other like wellness rituals that you've picked up like from your time in Colorado? Or are there other products that you enjoy other than putting essential oils in your soda stream? <laughs> I'm off the essential oils in my soda <laughs> Just so the whole world knows they are not. <laughs> super ingestible. Um, but okay. Good question. I will, I have to admit, I would really like to be a CMOS girly, but I literally haven't taken a supplement since I was in sixth grade. So my, my wellness is probably like therapy. Mm. Everyone go to therapy. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear sunscreen every day. That was a Colorado learning because even in the winter, you're just getting sun blasted. Mm-hmm. Um, I cook on cast iron because I am very low iron and I don't think it's helping that much, but that's as far as I've gone. Mm-hmm. And generally I try to get outside as often as I can. Um, so those are my like biggest wellness strategies. I, um, I also just like, I I like that wellness culture is so super measurable and like, Mm -hmm. there are things that you can, you can get your blood work done. You can like track your glucose. You can do a ton of these things. I also kind of lean more towards the, um, getting outside, trying to have an optimistic outlook on life. And now that I've kind of got that on lock, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to like, make sure that I. And not pre-diabetic. <laughs> right. Totally. I think that's awesome because, you know, getting outside and doing those activities are free. I feel like so much is in wellness is like little, you know, capitalist fixes of like, here's how to fix your mental health, take this supplement, which, you know, I think the, the us with CMOS girlies, like, of course, Emma and I have tried a lot of weird supplements and do take them, but at the same time, like 
being aware that there's bigger things like if you're not getting eight hours of sleep I don't think the rhodiola is going to help guys like you can't solve it with that okay but Um, I will say I I envy your knowledge around (laughs) the supplement game and just generally like measurable health gains so that was not to say that there are bigger things it was more so to say I'm not there yet but I'm following we get it. Yeah. We're, I mean, Emma and I still are confused. I, I still, still feel, like, feel like I'm a newbie in the space every single day. Cause I mean, it's just like something crazy. new every single time I open up my phone, there's something new that I have to learn about. And I'm like, not today. <laughs> yeah. Or our, I feel like our community too is so knowledgeable. Like it's, you know, people that are way younger than Emma and I even that are just blabbing about stuff that I didn't even know is possible and like ways to make tinctures and stuff like that from scratch. So it's wild. Cool. The next generation is full of wellness knowledge, we'll say. So great. Um, yeah. Um, pivoting over to more like food and bev and like snack stuff. Uh, we have a lot of foodies that are CMOS girlies. So some that are like not super into the whole supplement space, but maybe they're like love baking, love cooking, going to the farmer's market. So if you have any fun foodie things like recipes, if you have like weird snacks that you do, like Emma and I notoriously make a lot a lot of weird combos um are kind of like bad cooks but make fun snacks um so if you have any fun recipes there I feel that yeah Um, yeah okay uh I'll stay on brand and start with with bevies I I don't drink very much alcohol Mm -hmm. so little hot tip that I've that I've come on to lately is that when either at home or when I go out ordering a like sparkling water or tonic water with bitters Ooh, it is so good. One, it looks like a cocktail. So if you're like, I don't want to drink, but I don't want to look like I'm not drinking because I'm out and I don't want to be a buzzkill, which shouldn't be a thing, but sometimes it is. It is. Um, Sparkling water and bitters. The bartenders are always down to make it. Um, It has a beautiful color. Bitters are like great herbal taste. So it's almost like, you know, knockoff Ouroboros. Right. Um, That is a hot tip. I also have bitters at home now. So I like to mix them in. Um, Love that. Okay. Other hot tips. I'm, I'm a, I'm a plate person being that I don't typically make dishes. I'm typically like fruit, cheese, crackers, um, and sometimes like toss some veggies in there, but, um, that is kind of my like daily routine as if I'm going to be actually stopping what I'm doing and making myself a meal it's going to be like a bunch of little plated things I, sort of like snack plates are underrated those are underrated for sure they're so underrated one of my other hot tips would be like I always have pesto on hand because mm. it, it's every plate is just elevated by pesto um and gosh like a good d2c brand I'm really liking right now which I think a lot of people are really liking is fly by jing Mm, yeah they're um they're like chili oils are so good also a great like toss on your cheese cracker plate nice Um, yeah so yes those would those would be my hot tips yum love all those and I'm happy that you're a fellow pesto stan I feel like that like is like been injected into like my DNA we have like a family recipe that like my grandma created or whatever and it's just like it like honestly like truly like such like a nostalgic meal for me Emma, um, drop the recipe. Yeah. I, it's truly, it's truly like any other pesto recipe. I think it's, I think it's just like, you know, my grandmother made it with love. It's like, you know, pine nuts, right. olive oil, good cheese, um, whatever else you put in it. I don't make pesto. Like I don't make the recipe at all because I have like a blender and like you need a food processor to make really good pesto. I personally feel like, 
Um, and I also don't have patience when it comes to like making things like that. And I live alone. So I usually buy like the Gotham pesto, but whenever I'm home, I'm always like, mom, you got to make the pesto. I need it. Um, it's been really lovely speaking to you. And I feel like Kate and I, and all the CMOS girlies have learned so much about Orbor and like the beverage space to kind of like round up the conversation you know, what has been like the most rewarding thing when it comes to being like a co-founder of Ourobora? Like what really gets you excited about like, you know, waking up and like running this business every single day. And then kind of on top of that, do you guys have any like fun, exciting new business or personal news for rest of the year? Is there going to be like a new flavor drop, a collaboration? Speak your mind. We would love to know. Okay. The answer to the second one is yes. And I will definitely get there at the end because it is exciting. Um, Before that though, okay, the most rewarding thing, I would say two things. One, I'm operating almost entirely every day in the branding space Mm -hmm. and working on our creative things. And I've watched you do this as I've followed CMOS girlies. Obviously it's not the same vibe as Ouroboros, but like bringing a world that's inside of your brain out side of your brain and externalizing it and um, then inviting people into it. I don't know. It's really cool. Like two and a half years ago, I was picking brand colors and fonts and how our logo would look and what our social media like tone of voice would be. And it's evolved really naturally now. Um, But it's kind of an honor to have thousands of people adore that and have yeah. it be like something that started in my brain <laughs> yeah so that's a big one um and on top of that just generally we reached a tipping point I would say about a year ago where people started to what felt like started to like love Ouroboros it was mm-hmm. really weird all of a sudden like yeah we had fans we had people who were like OG been there from the beginning but all of a sudden um, we were like, I've seen people walking around with it and yeah. that's weird and rewarding and crazy. So I would say, um, yeah, just generally when you start something and then people know it and love it, it's, it's very surreal and rewarding. Um, I love that. Yeah. yeah it's, I love the idea of like when it's in your brain and it's outside of your brain. Cause I think when you're kind of de- first developing it, it's like, I see the vision of where this is going to go, but everyone thinks I'm a lunatic and it's, it's never going to make it or like self doubt. And I can just imagine, like you're saying, I think with brands, especially if like you see a product on like a new shelf or like in someone's hand, different, like, I feel like that's such a fun part of the business side. So cool. Um, yeah. And then as for what's coming up, So, okay, I'm going to tease this because by the time this episode airs, it will have already happened. So I'm allowed to spill the beans on it, but we have this really cool thing coming called the secret menu. So if you've, you know, been to In-N-Out Burger or I know Starbucks has a secret menu, like those things that aren't listed, but they exist. Yeah. We've created these three Ouroboros flavors for people who have the highest rewards tier with our, with our e-com site. So they like have ordered a bunch and they are like total diehard fans. They get this portal entry into a totally different world. The, the website is really wild. Um, and there are three new flavors coming out that are like, I have been saying just like fucked up. (laughs) So, um, they are banana bergamot, yeah. guava eucalyptus, 
and mango chili. Ooh. Mango chili, like I literally like clears my sinuses. That's yeah. insane. That sounds incredible. The branding is like a little bit funky, like maybe it's like melty and NFT-ish feeling and they will sell out super fast. So we're just really excited one to be like, hey, all of you guys who have been like loyal fans, you get special flavors. Love um, that. But also it's just fun. Like we've gotten to innovate and in, like the number of banana sparkling extracts I've tried that are like not okay <laughs> um, has really made it all worth it. But um, yeah, that's our like big, exciting, very soon to come thing is that our secret menu is launching. Dang, that sounds so fun. Yeah, the banana stuff is crazy. I feel like the only banana flavor I remember as a child is banana Laffy Taffies, which okay. no, nah. either you have a good connotation with that or like a really gnarly one. So excited to try that flavor out and excited to see that drop, which I guess it already has had, yeah, by the time this episode's out. So yeah, it's, it, it happened. It's mm-hmm. here. Uh, future us speaking. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Maddie. CMOS girlies I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um in the description you guys can go on their Instagram you can go on their website I highly recommend taking a look around like as we spoke about in the episode their dedication to the branding and just the visual appearance of the sparkling water brand is super cool um and we thank you so much for taking the time thank you both this was the best yeah um we will talk to you all next Tuesday and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode talk to you later (laughs) 